Welcome to Tales of Marketing Transformation, laying firm foundations for your marketing journey. Tune out all the black magic and imagine a time where marketing has transformed into something human. Where marketing is about building relationships with people you serve. Where marketing is about helping people. That time is now. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. And here's your host, internationally recognized marketer, speaker, and podcaster, Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hello, and thank you for joining me as I share more about the quest to make marketing human again. I hope you enjoyed and gained value from my last episode where I spoke about the bridge or vehicle that transforms our customers from their before state to their after state. Today, I want to explore the idea of the customer experience with you. Every customer journey can be seen as a set of touch points where each touch point represents an experience our customers have with us. Head on over to talesofmarketingtransformation.com for the show notes to this episode. And if you have a podcast, or if you're thinking about starting a podcast, reach out to me to discuss how I can help you with editing, with production, with music, or whatever is standing in your way of getting your voice heard and building your credibility, your visibility, and your connection with your dream clients. Every interaction we have with our current and future dream clients is an experience. Every touchpoint provides an experience. Have you ever considered how your customers receive those experiences? How do they see, hear, feel and think about each touchpoint that they have with your business? Is their experience consistent with your brand promise? This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. My two-year-old Samsung Galaxy mobile phone recently decided to go dark. And when I say dark, I mean that the screen went black. While the phone was on, there was nothing I could do with it. No touch of the screen got any response. At least I couldn't see that there was any response. People would call me and the phone would ring, but none of the controls worked. I couldn't answer the phone. I couldn't see what was happening because the screen was dark. Okay, not a big deal, I thought. I'll contact Samson and I'll get it serviced. Now, as it happened, this was just a day or so after the first lockdown started here in Victoria due to the COVID pandemic. I phoned the Samsung helpline to find out what I could do to get the phone fixed. First touch point. I ended up over an hour on hold while learning to memorise their message of how important my call was to them and that they'd get to me as soon as the next agent was available. While I was waiting, I searched their website to find another way to get in touch, which wasn't that easy. Many of the links, particularly the ones that seemed to lead to customer service, were broken. I did finally discover a form to submit a repair job. It was really well hidden. 
Now, I needed to put in all the details about my phone, even though I am a registered user in the Samsung database and they would have all the information about my phone. Yet, I had to enter it all back into this service request form. Then, when I tried to send the information, the page crashed. Great. And the information was gone. Meanwhile, I was still on the phone, on hold, and suddenly I got disconnected. I managed to find the incredibly well-hidden chat support function on their website, and I described my situation there and entered all the information again. Of course, by now, it was after office hours, and when I sent the chat message, I received the robot's response of, come back tomorrow, office hours are 9 to 5. The next day, I navigated straight to the chat message area so I could remember where it was and spent an hour and a half with a service agent on chat to raise a support ticket. Yes, it did really take that long. Hard to believe, but it did. Once the ticket had been submitted, I was told, bring the phone into one of our stores and we'll fix it for you. Now remember, we're in COVID lockdown. Obviously, the scripts that the service agents use had not been updated for that fact. I explained to the agent that, like everyone else where I lived, we were in lockdown. And not only that, all non-essential retail stores were closed. Probably the Samsung store would be considered non-essential. So I asked about other options such as using the postal service, which to me seems like a really easy thing. To me, perhaps. After a lot more discussion, I was finally directed to another web form to enter in all the details again that would then allow me to take my phone to the post office and send it back to their repair workshop. Okay, we could have done that right from the beginning, I thought. And again, we're at the end of the day, the post office was closed, so the next morning I was ready to head to the post office, which is open, by the way, because it's an essential service, when I received an email saying, please put in your credit card details, and this came from Samsung, because payment has failed. Now that was surprising, I was really curious about how that happened, because they didn't actually ask for payment when I lodged the form, and the phone is actually inside the guarantee time of two years. So I clicked on the link from the email to find out how much they were going to charge me because they didn't tell me that in the email. And again, another broken link. So I just got the good old 404 error message. So I went back to the chat and again, another hour and a half of retelling my story and explaining the outcome that I wanted at the end of that hour and a half, we finally get to the point of, oh, something went wrong with that first order. No kidding. We have to cancel that and we'll lodge a new one. But you have to wait 24 hours for the cancellation to take effect. So contact us again tomorrow. Really? You have to be joking, right? Samsung customer service is an unmitigated disaster. 
Anyway, long story short, ultimately after another couple of chat sessions, I was able to get the information needed to take my phone to the post office, have it sent to a third-party repair centre. It was probably good that they weren't Samsung. They had my phone back to me, repaired with no charge within three days. So that third-party repair centre was a good experience. The rest of it, well, let's just say that if I would have to have bought a new phone at that time, it certainly would not have been a Samsung. I do want to contrast that series of customer touch points with another recent episode I had. And this involved Shimano. Shimano is a company that, among other things, produces components for bicycles. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that I'm a mad keen cyclist. I had a crazy experience on a big ride recently. The ride was over 160 kilometres in one day through hills. And you might be thinking that doesn't sound like fun. And some parts of it certainly were not. But that's a story for another day. Several hours into the ride at around the 60 kilometre mark, I noticed an unusual creaking noise coming from my pedal area. I thought that my pedal, which is a clip-in pedal type, was giving me issues. The cleats which click into the pedal, they tend to wear. And I thought, it's time I replace those. But of course, on the ride, there was nothing much I could do. So I ended up riding over 160 kilometers with what I thought was a faulty pedal or cleat. Of course, that handicapped me. Affected my mindset and what was going on in the self talk in my mind as well. Now, I did complete the ride under really difficult circumstances and totally exhausted, but I did complete it and I'm proud of that. As it turned out, several days later, I discovered that the crank, the pedal arm, which connects the pedal to the central axle, the bottom hub, which drags the chain and so on, that pedal arm had in fact broken on the inside where it wasn't visible. I discovered that on one of my local rides where I'd been readjusting the pedals and the cleats on the shoes that connect the shoe to the pedal in an effort to discover the cause of the creaking noise and get rid of it. After several attempts to change things and a number of short test rides, the pedal arm suddenly cracked all the way through and broke right off. Well, No wonder the creaking. And, of course, now I understood better why that last 110 kilometres of my big ride had been so challenging. I was essentially only putting power through one pedal. Now, Shimano guarantee their components for two years. My bike's four years old, so it's certainly beyond the two-year guarantee period. I took the bicycle to the bike store and asked them what they could do. They told me this was going to be quite an expensive replacement because these parts are not cheap. And it wasn't just the pedal arm that had to be replaced, it was the whole assembly, the bottom bracket assembly with the crank and the other crank arm on the other side and the chain rings. Now, the bike mechanic did recommend that I contact Shimano directly. He said that when bike stores contact the supplier and let them know that there's a problem like this, They'll just quote on a replacement, advise them that it's out of guarantee, and that's the end of the story. As an end consumer of the product, they might be more inclined to be more generous with me. 
So I did that. I contacted Shimano. I explained the situation to them, sent in some photos to show the damage, and their response was to have the bike shop send the part in and they'll replace it. All up, it only cost me about $20 for the labour to have the part installed at the bike shop. This was a really fabulous experience. It all happened inside of four days, including the shipping from across the country because Shimano are up in Brisbane, their headquarters, and I'm down in Melbourne, so it's probably three, 4,000 kilometres away. They really made me feel as though they cared about me and getting my bike back in working order quickly. And even though the part was well outside the guarantee period, they accepted the evidence that this appeared to be a material fault and replaced the part at no cost. It's a big contrast to my experience with Samsung. So we have Shimano on the one hand providing some exceptional experiences here, even though, of course, the initial experience of the broken part wasn't a good one. Compared to Samsung, where again the initial experience of the broken phone wasn't a good one, but the subsequent experiences to get to the phone being repaired again were a series of unmitigated disasters. In the last episode, I said that one of the most important principles of all business is people don't buy products or services, they buy transformations. They buy desired outcomes. Our product or service is the bridge or vehicle to that desired outcome and everything that happens before leading up to that purchase and after is a set of experiences, a set of touch points that should be consistent with the brand promise all throughout. With my phone, my desired outcome is the ability to speak to people remotely at a moment's notice, the ability to access information, and for me, too, the ability to take photographs wherever I may be. Yes, the good old phone is so much more than a phone today. The moment my phone went dark, none of those outcomes were possible. In the case of my pedal arm, my desired outcome is being able to ride my bike enjoyably and effectively, secure in the knowledge that everything is working well and is in good shape. The moment the desired outcome from a product or service we provide is no longer possible for our customers, that's a critical moment and trust is going to be tested at that moment. Trust in the product or service. Trust in the company and the people behind that product or service. Because the products, in my case, broke, I lost some trust. If I were the provider of those products, I'd be really keen to do everything in my power to rebuild that trust with my customer. My contrasting experiences really highlighted for me how we can either push customers away or strengthen trust. If I were to buy a new phone today, Samsung as a brand would not likely be on my shortlist because trust was broken and then broken and then broken and then broken again. So if it wasn't broken the first time, it was just trampled on and really smashed and ground into the dirt. Yet if I were to buy bicycle components, I'd likely pick the Shimano ones if they did what I wanted, of course, because my experiences told me that Shimano cares about me 
and my experience with their product. Samsung don't. They just want to sell me a phone. Matthew Sweezy in his audio series, The Electronic Propaganda Society, described modern marketing as the language of creating and sustaining experiences. I love that. I'd like to take that a step further, though, and I'd say it's the art and science of creating and sustaining memorable and remarkable experiences, because I think this can be done in a structured, creative and repeatable way. And, of course, it's important that that happens both before and after the sale, so that those experiences that I described in today's stories are also part of marketing. What kind of experiences do you provide to your customers, your potential dream customers, and all of those on one of your customer journeys? Have you ever considered how your customers receive those experiences? How do they see, how do they hear, how do they feel and think about each of those experiences, each of those touch points that they have with your business? Is that experience consistent with your brand promise? And have you had any experiences like mine? This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Now, even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show, others that might find it helpful. Go to Tales of Marketing Transformation to join our Marketing Transformation community and access a free gift that my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine so that you can build your visibility, your professional credibility, and your connection with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from Anovabiz. Tune in again next week when we'll explore more about the messaging, the experience we provide, and growing trust. Stay awesome, and let's make marketing human again. Thanks for coming on this journey with Tales of Marketing Transformation. Join us next week for another fabulous episode. For episode resources, visit www.talesofmarketingtransformation.com. Stay connected by subscribing at talesofmarketingtransformation.com forward slash subscribe.